Greetings, everyone. Master Grogan here, ready to rock your world with another exciting Kickin' Life podcast. Hey, as you know, we talk about it a lot. Not if, but when the world kicks your butt. I'm here to motivate, inspire, and kick your butt back up. And that's the whole essence of the Kickin' Life podcast, to help you live your best kickin' life. So buckle up. Here we go. Greetings, everyone. Master Grogan here. Hope you're having a fantastic day. So you're probably asking, where the heck am I at? Well, I'm definitely not in my uniform. I'm on a cruise ship. And uh, between, I'm between these two amazing rock stars from this amazing group we saw on this cruise, the Carnival Glory Cruise. And the name of the group is Group Therapy. If you can believe that. Group, Group Therapy. On my right here is Miss Danielle. And on my left is John. They're the two lead vocalists. And John also plays guitar. I'm telling you, your guys' library is so extensive. We've been on the cruise now, I guess our fifth, fourth day, fifth day? It's our last day, that's all I know. And we've listened to these rock stars every single day. And I asked them, I said, look, i got to get you on the podcast here, do a little video blog, and then have you on the podcast. I also caught some of your acoustic set, which was mm-hmm. fantastic as well. Yep. So uh, a few questions I kind of drew up for you guys. Um, maybe a little bit, how did the name Group Therapy come along? Whose idea was that? I think that was Dan's was idea, Dan's. our yeah. bass player. Uh, so Dan and uh, Brian, our keyboard player, they kind of came with that together. It actually wasn't our original name for our band. Our band's original name was Spaceballs the Band, but the joke didn't go over very well with a lot of the guests because it was a very niche title for a band name. So, great movie, by the way. Uh, great movie, Spaceballs yeah. the Band. Think of the merchandising. So no, we changed it to group therapy. We thought it would be kind of funny to see in your schedule, oh, there's a group therapy session happening. You come down and realize that it's the band. Awesome. Music yeah. is kind of therapeutic anyway. Either that or she nailed it. That, that, that's, I couldn't come up with a more perfect explanation than that. Awesome. And I, and I noticed that uh, your venues at your events, anybody new shows up, you say, hey, what's your name? And uh, share a problem you have or an issue you have yeah. that uh, obviously the band and the music can help with. Yeah, yeah. We just kind of started doing that. The cool thing about our job is we definitely have some leeway to do what we want. And I think that's something Dan, again, started doing, our bass player. So people show up and we'll ask him, you know, where are you from? Or tell us an embarrassing thing about yourself or something you want to talk about or what's your name? Who are you here with? And so it makes it kind of like a family feel because we want it to be not just us playing music, but an, an interactive show. And we want the people to feel included when wow. they come see us. Yep. And, uh, it, yeah. She's taking the kids. Hey, I'm gonna let you get the next one. She's just rolling with the punches here. But that's how it is when they're on stage. It's absolutely fantastic. And um, my son Austin's actually filming this. And I know you had said that uh, the first couple shows were the late shows, and there was a pretty good crowd. But then we came to an earlier show, and it was packed, packed. And I know Austin yeah. had said, uh, "Man, he's so happy that uh, more and more people are, are, are coming to it." And then John, you shared with me yesterday in the most humble manner that it's almost like you're the group therapy band, even though you're playing right smack dab in the middle of the boat, mm-hmm. and you've got what four shows, three or four shows a day. Yeah, and we, a, we typically do three or four sets a night, and they range anywhere between an hour at longest and probably half hour at shortest. So we're singing between like three and four hours a night. But uh, the point I was getting at was you shared that you're almost like the best kept secret on the boat. And yeah. as you said that in the most humble manner, but I couldn't agree more. Because yeah. we saw you that first night, it's like, holy cow, and it was just in passing that we happened to see or hear you playing. Like, let's go check these guys out, and you rocked it. So we marked it on the little favorites on the app to come back and see it again another time. Boy, you're very welcome. So um, 
you, you, your list, you go, uh, you've got country, you've got, maybe share with the listeners. Yeah, we do some country, we do classic rock, we have an 80s set, um, we have a, like a Motown-ish set that we do. Um, we have sets that we do with our brass band on the ship called Brassanova. Uh, we're calling it All Genes. It's basically R&B that extends from all the way back to, say, like the late 50s all the way through now. You know, like we, from time to time we'll do a, a Bruno Mars song. You know what I mean? But it, typically it's uh, Stevie Wonder and it's Michael Jackson. It's a little thing and it's that kind of stuff. Oh my gosh, that's yeah. fantastic. And then from that, as you're dressed, you have the country little set before this one. And then uh, every night, uh, different outfits. I mean, you guys take pride in... We commit to the look. It's, it's, it's something they encourage there at the studio that we fully embrace. It's this idea of uh, just the party. You know what I mean? And I'm sure you can appreciate that as a sensei that like the uniform you wear uh, signifies a certain kind of respect, you know what I mean? Like, if people see you wearing the outfit, they know you're in charge, you know? They see us wearing these outfits, they don't say we're in charge, there's like, you must be the band. Or that it just know? piques their interest. They walk by and they think, oh, these guys look cool, what do they do? And then that might make them stick around to listen. Yeah, sure. we, we, we bumped into the paymaster on the elevator last evening, and he's like, I like that you guys always dress so, uh, I, I can't remember the word that he was like, I think of it as kind of outrageous, it's just loud, you know? But it's, a, it's our way of, like, showing this is what we're here to do. We're going to do it, and uh, yeah, it makes us unique on the ship. You know, well, nobody sure. else dresses like us. Own iconic look. I know the first night you yeah. had the hat on, and then last uh, last night you had the pigtails and the, the memory. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and um, and last night you had the jeans on with the bell bottoms. Oh and, yeah. Uh, Rocking it out, and tonight you guys look at look at this look. Now, are you is this what you're in for tonight for the next few sets, or is there a change in order for tonight? Sometimes he'll change. Like we just did a country set, so he's got chaps on, and I'm uh, gonna lose the chaps. He's gonna really hot. Yeah, he's probably gonna lose the chaps <laughs> because we're gonna do some '80s or some rock later. So I think the chaps are exclusive for like one set. Some weeks he won't even wear them. I'm like, no, no, you need to wear them for the country set. So those chaps only come out for the country like a, set. a classic rock or '80s afterward, you can kind of spill that over into that. But I think the next set we're gonna do is. R&B and chaps don't really fit in R&B. We gotta lose the cowboy hat and we gotta lose the chaps. And I'll probably change into something a little bit darker of color. That will work for a later set. Oh, fantastic. So how long has the band been together? Um, Well, we've been on the boat for just about three months and we, all of us got together Maybe anywhere between a month and six weeks before that. I can't remember how long we were close to the process. So it was just over a month. Yeah, so the band's been together for about four months. Yeah. We've been on the ship together for about three, and we've been together, this band in particular, for about four months. Awesome. Yeah. And, and you guys met, I guess, outside of the ship? Did you play any gigs outside of it, or just kind of you met here? Or some of how us, did that work? Right. Some of us have bands on land. John has a, a Led Zeppelin band that he is a part of back in New York. You definitely see that. <laughs> and some oh, of the yeah. other guys obviously have gigs. Juan, our guitar player, has a band back in Argentina. Uh, but we all applied separately for Carnival, and then Carnival put us together as a band. And, yeah, so we all rehearsed. Thankfully, everybody in our band, they've done it before, so they know how ship life works, uh, and they understand what the gig uh, entails. So it was a lot of just, oh, have you done this song? Yes. How do you do it? What's the version? Can we add these hits here? I do it in this key. Okay, cool. So it, was, it wasn't too bad. So it was good. So, and, and you guys met each other prior to this? Some of us, yeah. yes. So, yeah, but not, the, not all the pieces. Right. Oh my gosh, that, she, that's even more of a credit to what you guys have done okay. and how you sound. Yeah. She knew everybody that we had done, that we're doing this contract with, I think, except the drummer. Yeah. And, but even uh, then I'd heard of them. So yeah. it was all, a lot of like, oh, so-and-so has worked with you and they said you're good, so I'm sure it'll be fine. Yeah. And I came in last minute last year for my first contract and was actually rooming with Tommy. And I don't remember because we, in passing, like one night, that was about all the interaction we had. 
So like he was coming in early in the morning because he's a night owl and I was getting ready to leave to go to rehearsal. So it's like our first interaction. I didn't even realize it was him. So, oh, wow. Yeah. Well, good stuff. So life on the ship. Uh, I went to uh, Dustin's thing earlier today. Uh, it was Q and awesome. I like it. But I thought it was fantastic. I think he is an amazing cruise director. A lot of energy, a lot of passion. Yeah. Uh, of course, I'm an energetic guy, so I love that. And it's, uh, um, his charismatic personality just radiates through with everything he does. And uh, I don't know if he has a part in the hiring of the band or not, but I can definitely see you guys connecting with him extremely well because we're not only dressing the part, but bringing out the energy and the passion and just having fun. Yeah, yeah. About and making people feel good when you're at your sets, uh, which of course is what you do, right? Not only singing the songs, but you want to touch the heart and uh, make the people feel proud and happy and this is why I just spent my hour here with these guys. This yeah. is what it's all about. We actually didn't know Dustin, and the cruise director will change every couple months. We had a, a different cruise director on Cookie, um, who's very, like, he's also loud and very charismatic in his own way. And so it's interesting how different cruise directors bring out different parts of the guests and different parts of the entertainment. And so we kind of, like, feed off of their energy. They feed off of ours. So, uh, no, we didn't know Dustin prior, but... Uh, He's, he's great. We love him. Good, good. But that, yeah, he had mentioned that the contracts, uh, that was one of the questions I asked, how long are you guys on the ship for? How does this work? And then the secondary question is, what happens if someone's not working out? Obviously, you don't just throw them overboard. What, what do you do with them there? You put them in the brig or whatever. And he obviously tiptoed around that question, but he had said it's six to eight months. Is, is that where you guys are at with the six to eight months? Yeah, I think we're contracted exactly seven, like seven-ish from when we got on, and then um, like a month of rehearsal. So it's anywhere between like... This is eight and nine. I think last contract we did was seven and a half, maybe seven. Mm -hmm. It used to be shorter. It used to be three to four months uh, for bands. Uh, particularly, I I prefer that three to four months. Um, but on some of the bigger ships, the band plays in one or two of the shows on the main stage with the playlist cast, and the playlist cast always has six to seven months. So the office is trying to get it so where the playlist cast and the bands sync up, and they all come on the ship at the same time, go off the ship at the same time. So that would entail the, I mean, it would be possible to like have the band switch out and it would be fine, but I think just for consistency's sake, they like to have playlists in the band come on and then do six or seven months and then go off the same thing. And I would guess they do the same thing probably with like the cleaning crew and the cooks, trying to group those sections together so they Actually, come off and on. No, they, they kind of all come and go as they yeah. like, as well, the cook changed while we were on the boat already. Yeah. So. Um, Captain even changed, so oh, technically like, we're rock band right now. But back in the day, it used to be show band. Show band would play on the stage for like people who would sing and fly on, and it was a lot of fly ons. And if you were Brian, our keyboard player, he used to get way back in the day would tell you that show band was whenever, and you could get on a boat at any time and get off a boat at any time. And they have all these charts, and they would you get on and you meet with the band, and they'd go, okay, we do this and this and this and this and this. And you have to be able to read music really well and go into your index of songs and just go, okay, and then you just play it. And uh, wow. that's that. Yep. So, so no uh, time, like, no time at all. So how long have you been doing this, John? Oh, um, I've obviously been playing uh, music probably your whole life. Uh, yeah. Um, how I, young are you? Uh, <laughs> I'm just young enough. Deal. Yeah, yeah uh, musician I'm, never tells their age. Oh, well, is that? Oh, so I, I should you should have talked about that before. That's all right. So there you go. There's a blooper right there. <laughs> they, they tend to be, uh, you know, they all tend to kind of. I, I I like to think of it as like rock and roll keeps everybody young at heart. You know what I mean? And I think rock and roll actually tends to keep people from aging in a weird way. So, um, but no, I've I've been singing my entire life like as early as I can remember like my folks were taking me to church and had me singing in choir or whatever. And I went to a, a performing arts high school. 
and then I uh, went to a college and studied musical theater, and while I was there, I had some basic guitar skills, and kind of during the course of college, in my free time, I would chip away at it and get a little better and a little better. And by my senior year, a guy inspired me to want to try to do um, acoustic shows, and so we put a few together, and that was my first time interacting with an audience and quickly figuring out what songs work and what songs don't work. Just because you can play a song well and sing it well doesn't mean the audience is reacting to it. And you, you look out and you see people sleep in the audience, clearly the song doesn't work. But didn't you say you've never taken a guitar lesson, so you kind of just learned through your No, I'd actually, I've never taken a lesson of, uh, professionally. Yeah, I'm self-taught. Um, I, I, it takes a lot longer when you're self-taught. I'm going to be honest with you. It takes a lot longer because the few times I sat with somebody who knew more than I did, it was like the learning curve was drastically faster. Sure. You know, I, I did a production of Tommy that went over to um, Holland and Belgium and then to Japan. And on the first leg of the tour when we were in Holland, Belgium, the guitar player was from the original production of Tommy that toured oh Germany. Gosh. And he knew Pete Townsend personally. So this guy knew the chord voicings and the way like he would interact with Pete and talk about how the song's supposed to be played. And just watching this guy, it was like I advanced five or six years in playing over the course of six months, just just studying what he did, you know, on the ship and asking him questions occasionally. But I literally just watched what he did, and I figured out all these tricks. That's fantastic. But you haven't been on boats for very long. No. That was the no. next question. How long have you been on boats? It's my uh, third contract. Second with Carnival, I did one with Norwegian. So uh, it's a little over a year. It's been like, you know, a year and three months. Fantastic. Mostly. And fans, listeners out there, uh, you know, I'm about... It, it's all the hard work behind the scenes that nobody else sees. I call it the iceberg theory. Oh, that's a bad thing to talk about an iceberg on a boat, for sure. We're in the Caribbean. We're, we're nowhere good. close. I get the metaphor, though. I think that's, I think that's really that important. foundational underneath it. Nobody sees all the hard work on yeah. hours upon hours upon hours of dedication and study and learning, staying humble, and then all the time away from family and friends just, you yeah. know, pouring it out there on nights when you're, uh, and I'm sure you've had this before, you've had nights where you thought you killed it and you didn't get very good response from the audience. You're like, oh, what the heck's wrong with all, me here? All the time, all the time. And, and nobody sees those things. They just let you know when you've messed something up. But uh, uh, kudos. And fans, listeners, you know I am about that. Pound away, pound away. All the blood, sweat, and tears we talk about in fighting and sparring. All the tears behind the scenes. But in order to be something special, you've got to put in that time to build that foundation. And then, of course, what you get is a little tip of the iceberg that sticks out, right? Yeah. <laughs> but three-fourths bigger, you know, underneath it. Yeah, the mass. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Daniel, how, how long have you been doing singing and uh, uh, playing the tambourine? And <laughs> I'm sure there's other instruments you play there, but you've got a wonderful voice. Thank and it's you. very, very wide range as far as what uh, uh, the different songs you're singing, which is fantastic. So share with the listeners uh, how long you've been doing this. Um, I've been singing all my life. Uh, professionally, and we won't ask her age because I just thought out that's, that's no all right. I'm, I'm <laughs> oh, in my young 20s. She is. Okay, um, so I, I've been singing all my life, but I haven't really been doing it professionally since college. But it wasn't until a couple years ago that I really started doing things with my voice that I wanted to do. So I've always sort of done things similar to this. I didn't start doing ships until uh, 2017, so it's been about two and a half years. Um, so yeah, so ships, good, good. Um, and the ship life, how, how is the ship life? Uh, is, is, is it good? Is it great? Is it... Ship life is different for everyone. Yeah. Just like a job on land would be different for anyone. You 
kid walk into your job and there's the person who absolutely loves it and they're in a great mood and they feel totally fulfilled and then you've got the person who hates it and wishes they weren't there and isn't getting what they need out of it. So you see that on ships as well. So for some people it's the perfect job, they're exactly where they need to be. For other people maybe it's not so much for them, uh, it's not what they thought it was going to be. So it's, it's a wide range and you get a different answer for everybody that you ask about yeah. it. It's as eventful as you want to make it. Well said, John. Well yeah. said. And of course, you know, there's like 7.6 billion people on this planet. Everybody's yeah. with a different gift, a different talent. Uh, and some people, like you mentioned, are made for this and others aren't. Obviously, you two are made to be musicians. You know, God mm -hmm. gifted you with that gift. And you're sharing that with, uh, what, how many thousands of people? How many people on a cruise ship at a time, would you guess? I meant to ask Dustin that question, but Anna, This boat is four and a half to 5,000, and I think there's probably 2,000 crew, maybe? Um, sure. I think, I, I think it's anywhere between three and a half and five. And I know you can look is, it up online. Yeah. On Carnival's oh, website. True. Oh, oh glory. Or there's that Google thing, right? Yeah. yeah. There yeah, you go, listeners. You can look that one up. Yeah. Try to stop one here at the point. I think a passenger told me during one of the drills one time that they looked it up and that they're like they couldn't believe how many passengers were actually on the boat and I was like, well, if you look around, you know, you're standing next to them. So. I think it's about a one to three ratio for crew to passenger. Yeah. There's like one crew member for every three passengers on board. So I want to give a shout out. Uh, we'll hopefully get this coordinated and posted on the Carnival uh, website, or Facebook page, or YouTube channel, something. Mm -hmm. we'll, we'll see if we can work it out. A shout out to the amazing Carnival crew. Uh, and, and they're human beings just like you're human beings, just like we're human beings. We have our up days, we have our bad days, we have our days when we have to force that smile that they're doing it day in and day out with, you know, literally thousands upon thousands of people. And then the turnover, what uh, Dustin say today, is like 45 minutes uh, turnover time when the last passenger's off and then the next uh, uh, oh, yeah. uh, excursion comes on. I mean, that's absolutely amazing. And it's just another reminder out there, folks. And I did my best to go around to every single person I saw and tell them thank you very much for creating a great experience. Simply because they did. And unfortunately, a lot of people don't do that. But as you know, listeners, all, I talk about all the time, everybody's wearing a sign. That sign says, make me feel special. By simply saying, hey, great job. Hey, nice job. We're yeah. proud of you. Thank you very much for making the experience wonderful. Those little bitty words, you never know what battles people are fighting. They go such a long, 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 long way. And that's the same thing. We always are so quick to complain and criticize, let's be just as quick to compliment when it's there. I'm not saying make stuff up and blow smoke up people's tails, but I am yeah. saying when you hear something good, you see something good, somebody does something special, just take a second to say thank you, and it goes a long, long way. There are a lot of crew members that can't even get off the boat. Thankfully, we can, and we don't have to work during the day for certain hours, so we can go off and then see certain things, but just the number of people who work on boats and can't get off the ship, and they have to stay on, and they have to work all day, sometimes just asking them how they're doing or just smiling and saying like how are you you know thank you for what you do it means so much to them it only takes a second only takes a second or like today um our uh waiter for brunch we that uh, one of the cooks got sick uh, seasick or something so he let us know hey it's going to be a little bit because i gotta go back here and cook as well i'm like oh my gosh what a rock star and of course things were a little slow this morning you can see some people getting frustrated smack him on the back and say, man, I'm proud of you. Keep up the great work. And it just changed this whole, okay, all right. You know, everybody wants to feel appreciated. Oh, yeah. So in kind of closing here and wrapping this up, and I'm so very grateful for you two taking the time out of yeah. your busy day. You play, would you say, four gigs a day, you think? Or? Uh, well, it depends. Sometimes, like, uh, some days we'll have less gigs and more gigs, but it, the, the length of them tends to be typically about the same. I think on our on our shortest night of performing, it's two, into an, it's two and a half hours of 
playing, and that tends to be the night with the new passengers, because we don't want to barrage them on the first night. We also don't want to wear ourselves out if they haven't discovered that we're there. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. Really it good. ends up being three to four hours a night, and in our contracts, it doesn't specifically say at time. So if something were to happen and somebody else were to go down or there's a, a spot that has to be filled, we would have to like have a good attitude and play yeah, more than that. But it, it does tend to be yeah, yeah two, to, two and a half to four hours. Yeah. Good, good. And you enjoy it, obviously. You yes. put yeah. your heart and passion into it. You're humans. There's days when you don't feel like doing it, but you show up anyway. And um, uh, my fans know, my listeners know that uh, I just recently seen my Ziggler Legacy Certified Trainer and Life Coach. Zig Ziggler was one of the most inspirational, motivational speakers in the world, and so many people uh, uh, kind of filtered off of him, like Tony Robbins, uh, mm -hmm. came off of Les Brown and several others, and he always talks about how you can have everything you want in life if you simply help enough other people get what they want, and he goes a little deeper with that, saying, when you focus on your own problems, then obviously you're going to have more problems, but if you put your problems on the back shelf, especially when you got to get on stage and perform, yeah. you, you stop thinking about your problems, because now it's your whole goal, your job, to make others feel good. And yep. I would have to think something about strumming the guitar or getting behind the microphone. And even though you may not feel like it, but that first chord comes out, that first lyric comes out, you start feeling better because you see the smiles on other people's faces. And yeah. it's a little bit different every day. Some days you feel amazing and all the notes are coming and you're you know, strumming it great. And other days you're not feeling it as much or you're kind of partially sick and start trying to get over something. But you're still able to get that point across to people and try to connect with them and try to enhance their guest experience. Uh, so it's, it's a really great opportunity and like with anything, if you just do it over and over and over again, you get better at it as you keep going. So it's a great way to hone your skills and get better at something that you really love a lot. Yeah, yeah and like we're, we're fortunate that Tommy being our band leader as the drummer, um, almost every set he'll kind of throw us a curveball just to see if we're paying attention. So like he'll change the feel of the song. Like we'll be doing it one way, and then all of a sudden he'll just he'll do it in halftime, or he'll put a regular feel behind it just to see if we're if we're paying attention and we catch on to it quickly enough. And uh, like today we're doing the country set, and something about the way he's playing the songs today hit me differently than it normally does. And uh, it was it was actually really emotional. It's cool, and uh, I don't usually expect that. So yeah, it keeps yeah. it fresh, right? It, yeah, it, it does. It keeps it very fresh. And on the day when like. We're getting ready to go into a long stretch where we're not going to get a break, so we tend to like have to really pace ourselves and be really disciplined, like, you know, behind the scenes, making sure that we maintain our voices. It's like, oh, we got to go do that set again. Oh, it's four hours. Da, 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 da. And you get out on stage, and I can honestly say, country is not my favorite genre to do, and surprisingly, it's become one of my favorite genres to perform because I catch myself being emotionally connected to the music in a way that I'm not with the other songs that we do. So. That's cool. And it's different. And like you said, the behind you're drinking hot tea here, obviously for the vocals. Yeah, I got my throat. ginger cheese. Got his ginger cheese. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, Danielle's got her drinks over here. Tea you gotta do and it. And ginger. Yeah. yeah. You, you gotta take care of the body, right? You gotta take care of the organs. It's your gift. You gotta. You have to listen to your body too. Like you, you know this better than anybody else as a martial artist. If if you can feel that your body's weak, that's not the time to go full out and throw mm -hmm. a punch and you know knock your shoulder out of socket or get kicked because you're not paying attention. You know. It's, you gotta listen to your body. If your body is saying that it's not at full capacity, you gotta make some adjustments. You gotta tweak a few things. You gotta ask Tommy, turn me up a little bit tonight. I'm a little under the weather. And then that's how you save your voice. Fantastic. Yeah. 
My listeners, you know, I haven't always been that. I'm not that smart now. I've got like one working brain cell. It only works part time. You guys know that. Uh, so I haven't always been smart enough to realize when to shut down. You, you push, 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 push. But as I continue to season, I don't get old. Like musicians don't get old. We well, don't get old. Experience. We season yes. like fine wine, right? There you go. I like yeah. that. And uh, uh, we get better at what we do. We also get a little bit wiser. Mm -hmm. So Danielle's got a few years to go. Yeah, she's already got enough wisdom for all of us in the room here. But as she continues the season, she's going to be incredibly wise as well. Mm -hmm. Incredible wiser. How about that? Anyway, so where where in the world can uh, my listeners and uh, wherever I post this, where can they find you guys? Besides here on the cruise ship. All right. So we have a Facebook page called Group Therapy carnival glory band feel free to check it out i encourage guests who can visit us to post any pictures or videos you guys are welcome to upload this there if you want once again that's group therapy carnival glory band on facebook unfortunately we're not on instagram or youtube or anything um john has some stuff i think maybe from his band on land but as far as the band on the ship goes that's where to find us yeah if you're interested in what john is doing outside of (laughs) carnival glory you know um uh, I'm in a band in New York called Lead Blimpy, and it's leadblimpy.com, and uh, we, tr- we pride ourselves that we're uh, one of the most faithful reproductions of Led Zeppelin that you're going to see, especially in the New York area. So, uh, yeah, we even have music on um, uh, on iTunes, which we download, the oh, tribute exactly. album that we put together, and it's, it's, it's amazing. We put a lot of work into it. It took a long time to put together, but uh, people listen to it and sometimes they can't tell whether they're listening to the original Led Zeppelin album or us and that's a tribute to our guitar player it took a really long time mixing it and mastering it but yeah he loves Led Zeppelin and Blippi sandwiches so Led Blippi oh, yeah oh, bring it together bring it together boom boom yes yeah so and John you're from New York I gathered that uh, yeah well I'm originally from Kentucky but i uh, lived in New York for well over a decade at this point so I, I, I consider myself a New Yorker yeah and Daniel I've lived in New York for about five years, but I'm originally from North Carolina, and that's where I come home right now. Good, good. And uh, it, it personally, you have personal pages. I don't know how that works on the boat. If you have like a personal Facebook, a yeah. personal Instagram, uh, how can they find you there? I have a personal Facebook page just under my name, Danielle Gendron. I don't know if any of you guys search the, it's like the at symbol. My at symbol is, it's either can't remember it's either girl with the bangs or the girl with the bangs because i always have bangs so i think it's girl with the bangs but danielle gendron g-e-n-d-r-o-n yeah and i'm uh john conver so it's j-o-n there's no h in that and conver is like conversation without station on it and uh that's facebook and i think that's also instagram it might be like at john conver that's cute it's simple my name is it's easy to find me and search on it and just remember he's sensational so he doesn't need that in his name right so yeah. that's how that works yeah. there we go all right, guys. Well, uh, did, did we leave anything out? Anything you wanted to share with the listeners here? Um, if there's something that you love, keep doing it. Even if people tell you you're bad at it, even if you think you're bad at it, uh, it took me kind of hitting rock bottom to realize what is it that makes me happy. Even if I'm not getting paid for it, even if nobody else likes that I do it, and so for me that was singing and playing some instruments, and that's gradually what got me to get better over time uh if you're fortunate enough maybe you can get to where uh you can get paid for it but just do it because it makes you happy and just keep chipping away at it and work on something that in the long run uh can maybe help you wow fantastic and you know 
before we move on to, to Big John here, hold one second. I am guessing with that being said, at some point in time, somebody told you you couldn't sing or somebody told you you weren't any good at it and uh, to give it up. I'd be in the car and my dad would say, stop yelling. I've, I've been told many times. Sorry, dad, if you're watching. I've been told many she times. Loves you, I love you, dad. Um, for whatever reason. Sometimes maybe the person doesn't even say it directly, but it's the something that I want that I don't get, uh, a position that gets filled by somebody else, or just the rejection, especially in the business that we're in, it's constant rejection. And so a lot of it is, you know, am I not good enough? Do I not have the skills? Am I not pretty enough? Am I whatever? Um, so yes, yeah, so it's a lot of no's, but you just have to keep going despite all the no's. It gets and, back to that ice cream, doesn't it? Yeah, yep. just do it for yeah. you. And fans, what's kicking life all about? Not if, but when the world kicks your butt as it does to everybody. Unfortunately, nobody is an overnight success. You don't just catapult yourself to the top of the mountain. You have to take it step by step by step. You kind of have to let that drive you, whatever gets you down. Uh, yeah, you kind of have to be know. like, well, I'll show you. Type absolutely, thing. absolutely. Right. Good. Thank you very, very much. Thank you. John? Uh, I, I would say the same. I don't think there's anything worth doing that comes really easily or quickly to you, and if it does, then it's probably not supposed to be the thing that you're supposed to do. I think, uh, especially now, we're living in this age where everything is like immediate gratification. It's so easy and so quick, you know, and people can get discovered overnight and become famous, and those people's careers are not going to last because they haven't put in the, the time and the work. They don't have the big iceberg underneath the water to show for the little iceberg that everybody's actually seeing, so you got to put in the time, you know? It, Find something you like, it may initially come easily to you, but you've got to persevere because like, you know, like she said, it, you're generally not exceptional at it when you first start doing it and uh, you just got to keep working at it, you know, and don't listen to people who tell you you can't do it. There's a quote about that, it's like, find a hobby that helps make you money, a hobby that uh, brings you joy, there's one other one I can't remember, but yeah, if you have a hobby that just brings you joy and that's the only purpose that it has, that's great. It doesn't have to be for anybody else. Maybe someday it will be, but it doesn't have to be. Mm -hmm. And listeners, you hear all the time, your purpose, your why, who you're, who you're meant to be, why you're on this planet, uh, what gift you have from God in order to build. But as you said, you've got to build on that. Just like you cannot build a house on sand, what's going to happen? Boom. Yeah. And oftentimes people, they get catapulted to the top too soon, they don't have that foundation of support built there, and they quickly tumble down. That's why one of our, our last black belt principle is actually perseverance. And it's perseverance for a reason, because that's yeah. the foundation that holds everything up. It's not if, but when you get knocked down, you got two choices. Lay there and cry about it, or get yourself back up. Yeah. And each time you get back up, you're strengthening those perseverance muscles, those battle through muscles. And each time you lay there, the longer you lay there, the harder it is to get back up, and you're actually strengthening those give up and quit muscles. So, listeners, you hear me talk about that all the time. Now you just heard it from two amazing rock stars who are living out their life's dream, their passion. They're making people happy every night, rocking it out on the boat. And uh, thank you so very, very, very much. Danielle, thank you very much. John, thanks, buddy. Pleasure. Really appreciate it. Yeah. All right, folks, as always, uh, thank you very much for taking time out of your busy day. Time is the most sacred commodity on the planet, and the fact that you took some time listening to us. I'm going to upload this uh, on our podcast, Kicking Life Podcast. It's available on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, or wherever you find your podcast. Uh, we're at 135 episodes now. I'm also going to upload this to our YouTube channel, and this is a segment to our Instagram. Instagram is kickinglife.masterbrogan. Our Facebook page is Kicking Life with Master Brogan. Plus, our new group on Facebook is uh, Bullyproof Our Kids with Master Brogan. And then, of course, our podcast is Kicking Life, K I C K. I-N-L-I-F-E, it's not if, but when life kicks your butt, I'm here to inspire, empower, and motivate you to get back up and kick life back in the teeth so you can live your best kick in life. I love you. 
God loves you. Please share that love with the world. And until we talk again, you get out there and do your best. And I promise you'll be your very best. God bless you. God bless your loved ones. I can't wait to chat with you again real soon. Thanks, guys. Thank you very much. Bye-bye, everyone. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening to another exciting Kicking Life podcast. This is Master Rich Grogan, your Kicking Life guru, reminding you you can find our podcast online at kickinlifepodcast.com or through iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcast. Tune in next week, another exciting show coming your way. In the meantime, you get out there and do what you do best, and I promise you'll be your very best. Have a blessed day, everybody. Talk to you real soon. This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.